Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. Brother Scott, what's happening? I have new drops. I'm drooling. And, and there's reason the same reason for both. Look, look at how beard, beard bigot got. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a long night, people. <laughs> or a really short one. <laughs> <laughs> um we're supposed to be talking about Lord of the Rings today, and and I, I feel really, really impactful about this show, all the way to the point of, well, I have 124 pages of notes. Hey, you're an idiot. Because every time we do, well, every time we do a movie, I get like four or five pages of stuff and never make it past like the second one. Because the show has gone on for four hours. I'm like, I kept it down to like, here's some stuff. Here's what I like. We can talk about the stuff later on in the third show or whatever. And fourth show. Blah, 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 blah. There's a touch of madness around here. That's right, people. There is a touch of madness around here. Because Burke decided that we were going to do a show. You have one of my favorite scotch or I mean favorite bourbon makers in your hand. But this is the Antique 107. Oh, I have not tried this yet. Do you know why it's called 107? It's 107 proof, is it not? That's, you are correct. <laughs> so my Tylenol with codeine and two Flexeril, is, it's just, you're, you're going to match it tonight. Uh, he's sniffing. Oh, I took it off. I picked the wrong time to quit sniffing glue. <laughs> okay, I didn't say what brand it was. It's Weller's. It is Weller's. It, uh, dude, I, I, I go into my liquor store that's over where I work, and it's an okay liquor store it's it's good yes but it's not like in jackson township rich area super nice carrying the stuff in there no it's just it's an okay liquor store i'm in there and they're like they have 
bottles of Weller's Green Label. <laughs> I'm like, it was a liquor store. They had bottles. No, the, but of Weller's. Bottles. Like, you, you gotta like, you know. It's like they, they got a bunch of Green Label there. And like, wait, what's this antique 107? Hmm, it's way more expensive, but it looks really tasty. And then they're like, oh yeah, there's Buffalo Trace over there. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I got one of each. Well, okay. Um, okay, I'm ready for it. Hit me. Oh. That doesn't feel like uh well I <clears throat> I'll take that back. It, for being that high of proof, it's still super smooth. You do feel it a little more going down. Um Yeah, nice, nice vanilla, caramely, but it mixes with the wood and the high proof, and that's such a really good blend of everything. Holy cow! It smells fantastic. Fantabulous. Ah, uh, so good. Ooh, um, is this the best bourbon? Ever? No, because I haven't any Willet yet. Oh, you'll. I'm bringing a bottle. Oh, that's <laughs> right. People don't know about this either. Oh crap! Uh, there's there's a new cat staring through my window. <laughs> Holy shit! I. Um, it knows you harbor a mess of them in there. Shut up. <laughs> I don't harbor shit anymore. Uh, let's see here. I'm, I'm looking for an email that I just sent. Oh, I haven't sent it yet. <laughs> uh, send the picture as medium. All right. So I just sent myself a picture. Ladies and gentlemen. We have had a very interesting week, have we not, Mr. Burke? Uh, I've had a less interesting week this week than last week. You, on the other hand, oh, I, have I, had a much more interesting week than I have had. I I don't know how interesting. Uh, well, we'll find out. The, the viewers will tell us if we suck ass. <laughs> um, okay, I was supposed to send where is i'm really getting annoyed up oh, there it is there it is there it is okay people so mr burke i have something to show you okay let me see here this do open now let me uh let me share my bit of an adventure You can get rid of this now. And there's Burke. I can share now. Share screen. Green two. Share. <laughs> the seat of the crime. <laughs> 
which blows my mind is you were sober. I was dead sober. All right. So, so I had a little accident at work. Um, it has been super, super hot down here. And we have been running the sprinklers like mad at the, at the place that I work. And I was coming around a corner where I hit a puddle. And apparently the tires that I had were absolutely bald as all get out. I went straight instead of turning and I went up a hill. It wasn't a big hill. It wasn't a major hill. Just big enough. Just big enough. So I turned my wheel. I went around the hill, sort of, in a way, kind of, sort of. Um, all of a sudden, I felt, I felt something moving. Oh, you keep thumbs upping me. What? Yeah, I just got thumbs th thumbs up by you. How? What do you mean? I don't know. How'd you do it? I haven't touched anything. Re recognize oh shit i have recognized hand gestures on here so <sighs> does it pop up in your chat it, i'm right well it's not recognizing this <laughs> so, so anyways the um <laughs> it, it's definitely recognizing that i should bring Where up do you, my Where's Where do you get chat? that at? Like, is it does it pop up in your chat or something? Is it a no, setting? No, it, it like pops up on the screen, and I don't really know it does that. Yeah, I'm gonna turn that off. Recognize hand gestures because it's not recognizing jack shit reactions. It's in reactions. Well, oh, I, recognize. Oh, okay. All right, try it now. Huh. Well. Okay. Dude, give me a thumbs up. I had like a little party thing in the top there for a second, but that's because I hit that in my reactions. Because I I'm gay. <laughs> I don't know what to say anymore. I gotta I gotta freaking pop that out because that's not cognitively correct to say that anymore. Oh, too many flexorel. <laughs> anyways, <He's on> drugs. <laughs> anyways, twelve hundred pound. Golf cart, tip sideways with 250 pounds Scott in it. <laughs> hit ground. Do, do the do the math. <laughs> hit ground. Right foot trapped underneath cart. Left knee scraped so badly that you can see muscle. And and you. And Scott, Scott sits there for a second to gather his wits and go, all right, what do I do? What do I do now? Okay, I should wait for the for a golfer to come by. Because we send out golfers every nine minutes. Yeah, that's simple math. There's solid be plan. A, yeah, there yeah. you go. Well, apparently there was a three-hole gap between <laughs> me wrecking and the next so they're 40 minutes away 
<laughs> oh god. Or 30 minutes, sorry. Um so I, I finally say, okay, fine. I I gotta do this myself. Well, before I did that, I looked around for my radio. <laughs> this, yeah, this is the bullshit part here. <laughs> I looked for my radio that I had in the cup holder. And out 20 feet from the accident, it lays in the grass, glistening in the sun, looking magnificent. Taunting you. <laughs> Just... <laughs> So I finally, Doc, I'm getting I'm over here. I finally say, fuck it. I can't move my right foot because it's totally trapped. I set my knee that has the big hole in it on the concrete and push Ow. backwards on the cart to get it off of my foot. Ugh. I find it. It took me about five minutes, but I finally got my foot out. And I was like, oh, thank God. So I get up, I crawl out of the wrecked cart and decide that it's the proper thing to do to upright the cart at that point in time instead of calling for help. (laughs) Sober. Once again, dead sober. 11 o'clock in the morning, people. So I grab the cart by the by the roof and I pick I I start picking I start going ooh yeah baby I am a tough man 1200 pounds I get it halfway up I do the switch to where I'm pushing it up instead of pulling it up I'm like this is this is going great this gravity takes control (laughs) that cart whips so fastly that I went up and over the cart and landed on the grass on the other side. Scott invented a trebuchet from a golf cart. (laughs) So (laughs) the golf cart didn't care how much you weighed. You were going over the top. So I, I get it over. I get back into the cart. I go grab my radio. I'm like, damn, I'm going to put this radio on my belt so that if anything ever happens again, I have a way to call people. And then all of a sudden, I reach into my back pocket to check to see if my wallet's there and what's there. Your cell phone? Yes. <laughs> you know, with with my boss's number on speed dial that I could have just sat there and went, hey, Siri, call Jeff so-and-so. Come get me, please. <laughs> oh, shit. Jeff Rosen's calling me. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, don't call Jeff. You realize I just said, hey, Siri, call Jeff. Yeah, good job. Don't, 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 I'm going to have to promise him that I will delete his last name. Um, no, that's, that's. 
dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm driving back to the clubhouse, realizing I had my phone in my pocket the whole time, like an idiot. And uh, I get to the clubhouse. Well, as I'm driving, I noticed that there, I noticed that there really is a four-hole gap, which means that okay. So we send people out in foursomes on the yeah. on the golf course, and we send them out every nine minutes. So if there's a group that has four holes ahead of it wide open, that means that they're going really, really slow. Uh, and and that's a problem because then you start getting five hour rounds of golf and no golfer wants to play at a place that's got five hour rounds right so i noticed all that and of course the first thing that i talk to the general manager about is not the, the fact, fact that, that you just flipped over a thing and screwed up this and buff no. that and... oh hey no. we can... hey, hey uh boss we got a four hole uh slow up here Dude, yeah, we got a four-hole gap. We got to send somebody out there to do something about that. He looks at me and goes, well, you're you're the marshal today, so that's your job. And I went, oh, I forgot to tell you that I flipped over a cart and broke my foot. <laughs> <laughs> he went, what? Uh, what? What? I went, yeah, here, look, look, my, look at my knee. <laughs> Hello. I'm a little... I'm a little hurt. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Chuck, I'm mad. <laughs> so, so at this point in time, I have a strained ACL in my left leg. I have four broken toes in the right foot. And I went to work the next day. Not much you can do about any of them, unfortunately. No, it's, I mean, doctor was like strained AC. Uh, he was like, I can get you a uh, a brace for your leg. Right. I'm like, what good is that going to do? I, I work outdoors in 110 degree heat. You're going to strap a piece of metal <laughs> to my leg. I, I think not. I get burnt every day by my car door when I go home. <laughs> so, yeah, that that was needless to say, Burke has already talked about his drink for, for the day. My drink for the day today is <laughs> White Claw Hard Seltzer. That's right. I'm going with a with a weak drink mainly because the uh painkillers that I'm on I'm afraid to I'm afraid to do hard liquor I can at least judge myself with with seltzer it's a, it's a little gentler fall to insanity don't say the word fall ever again <laughs> I was at work today and uh one of the cart girls came up to me she was she was worried of course um it's it's the same one that looked at me and said, do you have a boat? Because, <laughs> because I need a sugar daddy. <laughs> and I'm like, I am not going to be your sugar daddy, you little 19-year-old vixen. <laughs> anyway. I would love to. Not going to happen. She came, she came up to me all worried and 
was rubbing my back and she's like well what hurts and i immediately had to retract what i was <laughs> had to turn the brain off no not that word no no <laughs> such a dumbass <laughs> What on you hurts, my <laughs> While you're down there, massage a little. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yes, I'm drinking seltzer. He's got the Wellers. Good on it's, what it's was still still very tasty. What was your weekend like? Uh, I don't think it did anything. No, didn't do a dang thing. You want to go golfing? I can drive a cart really well. <laughs> yes, I want to go golfing. But no, you can't drive the cart. Um, so, we, we, we have some news. We're actually going to do a show together in ohio at the same time same place what we're going to be together what the, together oh what what was what was that song we are together trying to sing we are the world what the hell no. is that forever <laughs> no it was gosh i i want to say that it was from meatballs the final song we are together yes we are the cit so pity us that was a yeah it, no this is from a movie <laughs> it's not from I, that movie no i i will look it up i will find it i will tell you what it is in about three weeks and people may <laughs> never hear it because i don't fucking edit on time anymore <laughs> ah. hey, this summer's been it's been a rough one on us man i mean you got a real job i've been doing we we've been doing so much stuff well, and that's, you know, usually most shows break up their year with with two two seasons. Um, we started last year in the summer. So we went one season. This is our second season. We'll probably have to split. I mean, I don't know. We just, we've got to be a little bit more committed. And it's, it's not you. Um you know, I have to be a bit more committed. Uh, you should be committed. Well, yeah, I, I, I was once. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, people. I, I am trying. I, I when it becomes colder weather here, it's definitely going to be less stuff outdoors and more stuff here. So, well, I, I have I have like three things like I had to buy a car and then I had to find a job and then I had to uh buy a house and then it's it's well, just two, out, two out of three ain't bad. It's just one thing after I had to wreck a golf cart and destroy <laughs> my knee. And then you had to book it to are you gonna tell people what we're doing? Oh shit, that's right. I was talking about that. Um Yes, I'm, I'm going to try to keep you on track. It's going to be a little rough, but I'll I'll try to, you know. September 20th through the 25th, 
I will be in Ohio and we will be broadcasting from a race in Putin Bay, first off. Uh, and then we'll be broadcasting at the Casa de Burke. <laughs> now, when we do the Casa de Burke, I am actually having hot sauces sent to your house <laughs> the week before. Casa del Davis sounds much, that rolls off the tongue much better. Casa del Davis. Yes. Well, what what did I call it? Casa del Casa de Burke. Casa de Burke. I don't know. Casa del Casa de Davis. Casa de Casa la Davis. That's um, the that's the female form. <laughs> that, that is absolutely perfect for you. I've seen you in a dress before. Ah. Uh, and you liked it, so whatever. <laughs> People will start to think. Uh, no, I, I have to apologize to my friend uh, Jordan because apparently, two flexoril and a couple of Japanese old fashions. <laughs> you at, promised him something stupid <laughs> at a sushi at an at an at at. at and all you can eat sushi joint is really a bad idea. <laughs> because apparently, oh, shit, did I, I lost my glasses now. Burke, find my, oh, there they are. Oh, oh shit, <laughs> that hurt. Okay, let's see here. Jordan writes, still on for podcast tonight? better and scott's <laughs> like what <laughs> what was i uh, having you come on for again i think it slipped my mind <laughs> well we were going to discuss the comeback of older classic songs into the viral trends of social media but if you said that while on your fifth beer i understand yes he knows you so well <laughs> Yes. So I, yes, poor, poor Jordan was going to be on the show tonight. I'm sorry, buddy. But, um, even though he looks a lot like Gollum, uh, <laughs> I don't think that, uh, he wants to, uh, come on and talk about Lord of the Rings. So we have a topic for a show cool after lord of the rings and it's now a movie oh, very cool sorry <laughs> there, there you go that's better um so yes uh i'm kind of looking forward to that um and i do believe he's going to come over to the house here and we'll do it live he and i here you there Cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, anyway, so like I said, we are we are we are live in September. Ooh, I heard that. Who was that? Which one? Uh, the uh, daughter and the wife talking in the background. Sorry. Gotcha. It's all good. Um, what was I about to say? Uh, live yes, September. Uh, 
Yes, I'm I'm actually thinking about doing it live on our Facebook page and then popping it into a podcast. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Which means that since well, we know that your wife doesn't listen to our our podcast. Am I correct in that? Uh thankfully, yes, she does not. <laughs> okay. So nobody Nobody will ever know that you're still smoking while we're doing our show. There you go. I don't do either damn of those it. things. <sighs> Let the damn cat out of the bag again. All right. On that note, looks like I picked a bad week to quit using amphetamines. <laughs> I took that off of the computer, though. <laughs> Because we needed stuff like this. A wizard is never late, Frodo Baggins. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. Gonna be a long day, people. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, anything else before we go to our first break? Nothing that I can think of. So, yeah, let's... Mm -hmm do the break thing all right ladies and gentlemen we're gonna take a quick break here we'll be right back bye-bye I don't know when we're going to talk about Howard Shore, but we're definitely going to talk about him at some point. I I don't think there was any better way to open a movie than the way that it was done. The music went with what was happening. 
Oh, we'll get into this. We'll get into this. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome back, one and all. We are here today. On this momentous occasion. At Burke's bequest. Because he's silly. To discuss the Lord of the Rings. And we're actually going to start with the Fellowship of the Rings. Which is probably the best place to start because it was at the very beginning. But Flexeril is talking right now. So <laughs> I have no clue. I may have invited somebody else to be on our show. <laughs> hey, look, it's Idi Amin. <laughs> I don't know how I had his number in my phone, but I texted him. But now he's on the show. <laughs> so Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Kings, first book out of the Lord of the Rings trilo- tri- 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 trilogy. Well, technically one book, yeah. but there was a paper shortage during the war. And so it was broken up into three books. Don't! He just wanted it to be three chapters, basically, or three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, the cat has decided he must sit up here and show me his bunghole. Yeah, sit down yet? Hmm? Whatever. Anyway. Maybe you're talking, Mark, <laughs> but you got a butt that won't quit. They got these big chewy pretzels here. Got <laughs> Scott's vibe for the next few days. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Anyways, 2001. December 10th. A day that will live in infamy. 178 minutes long. Mm. The budgets are a little weird because they filmed all three films back to back for a very specific reason. Well, for a number of specific reasons. Well, um, yeah, because New Zealand's very hard to deal with in the wintertime. Well, no, it was, I mean, dude, they, it was a couple years that they spent doing this. It was first off, they, Okay, the cat, excuse me one moment, please. The cat has got to go away now. So what did you have as the budget? I have 93 mil for this film. Correct. Okay. So going back to a couple reasons that they, they wanted the film because it, I don't know, they didn't want people to age. You know, if it was a couple of years between filming, they didn't want that. Um, and then the weird thing, you know, that one of the smart things was if the films became wildly successful, then people couldn't renegotiate their contracts for the next couple of films either. So mm-hmm. it saved them a ton of money and they already had all the film crews there. So they just kept rolling, 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 rolling. So it saved a ton of money and Nobody aged, you know, it, it was just a smart move. And that it, cause every time you watch these movies, you can watch them back to back and it just, it, you know, nobody looks different. It just all flows. They all have the same mindset from film to film to film. It was just this one huge amalgamation split into three films. So. Mm. Mm. Uh, what do you have for the box office? Ooh. Do you want domestic, international, or worldwide? I don't know. Our numbers never match anyway. So what do you got? 
Domestic, I have 316,115,420. 315? 316. Okay. I'm close. I got like 315, 544. International, 581, 979, 322. I'm at 575. And worldwide, 898 million. Yeah, I've got like 897.7 at one point, and some other I got 891. So this was beaten. This was beaten out by one film. Well, we can actually talk about this because I actually have several lists here. I have the top lifetime gross. Mm. So that's that's everything kit and caboodle. And the lifetime worldwide gross, number one is Avatar. Now, here is... Uh, that is like of all time, not for this year, though. Yes, I'm starting with all time. Oh, and then, okay. And then we'll dissect okay. down into into the other bits. Because I, okay. I have 2001, uh, so the best from 2001, and then I have one other list. I told you I have a lot of lists. <laughs> uh, Do it, man. Do it. So Avatar came in at number one for the top grossing movie of all time makes sense which is very what's very close to it is titanic yeah i can see that uh avengers end game yep star wars episode seven the force awakens yeah that was big when it came out yeah i can see that Avengers again, Infinity Wars. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man, No Way Home. Now, great flick. Now, the thing about this flick, the thing about Spider Man, No Way Home, that that kind of I finally watched it, and Burke was right. It's a great film. Oh, it, it's it, it, it's in all the feels. It, but it's also one of the first films after coronavirus that was able to play in a movie theater. And yeah. I think that jacked a lot of the people oh, wanted yeah. to get out of their house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Jurassic World from 2015 hit seven. Wow. The Lion King is eight from 2019. The Avengers. Now you understand why Disney is so big on building an Avengers area in Disney World and Disneyland. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> it made them all the money. Fast and Furious 7. Really? Huh. Ends up being number 10. Now, I'm going to skip the right. Now, notice, no Harry Potters. Hmm. I mean, I, and I think, Harry, I think Harry Potter was one of the best films ever made. Anyways, dropping on down. Number 26, and this is something that I noticed in all the lists that I went through. The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the Kings was the biggest moneymaker out of the trilogy. Yeah, I can see that. And it came in for all-time movies at 26. Okay. Which is not that bad, although you look at it, Star Wars, uh, the last... the. The Last Jedi, 
uh, which came out in 2017, was up at 15. So, yeah. I, yeah. All right, let's uh let's move on and find the rest of our um Lord of the Rings. I've uh, got I've got the box office for that year showing the Sorcerer's Stone. Well, well, hang on, we're not to there that point. Oh, okay, yet. okay, all right. That's that's one of the lists. I, <laughs> you're, you're jumping on me here, buddy. Sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, Lord. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers is all the way at 59. Yeah, I can see and, that. And The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Rings was 66. Took time to get some traction. Ooh, guess what? Guess what's right after it? Harry uh, Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Well, yeah. All right. So now I have the 2001 worldwide box office. Okay. So this is just for the year 2001, and this is the worldwide, not the domestic. I also have the domestic. Num the Lord of the Rings was beaten out by one film and one film only in 2001. Worldwide. Do you know what movie it is? Sorcerer's Stone. Correct. Not now, by much. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean it's sixty-five it's, mil ain't a lot of money. Well, seventy. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's less than a hundred mil. Yeah, and, and these guys almost took down, both of these films. Almost did one billion yeah. worldwide. So not a huge discrepancy. Now, now here's what drove me nuts: the number five film, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> made half. Yeah. Of what the Lord of the Rings made. And less than half of the Harry Potter. Yep. Just and, the, and and there were some other good films. I mean, you know, you had Ocean's Eleven, Pearl Harbor, The Mummy Returns, Jurassic Park Three, Hannibal. Love that movie. Um, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, uh, Artificial Intelligence AI. Uh, the original Fast and the Furious came out that year. Uh, Vanilla Sky, Moulin Rouge, uh, Swordfish, Legally Blonde. So there's a lot of good movies out that year. Yes, most definitely. Um, and I lied. I don't have domestic. Um, my domestic should be close-ish. Okay. Um, Harry still beat out the Lord of the Rings by like two mil. Okay. Um, so you're talking like 317 versus 315. Monsters, Inc. of all things did 290 domestic. So it was nipping its heels. Shrek was at 267. Uh, Ocean's 11, 183. Pearl Harbor was 198. The Mummy Returns did 202. Wow. What other big ones? Let's see. Rush Hour 2 did 226 domestically. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Um. Okay. Nothing else domestic even. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the highlights. I mean, yeah. You have to you have to realize all the movies that came out that year, because you. St I mean, we only scratched the surface. Vanilla Sky, Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge is one of my favorite movies ever. I mean, Rush uh, Hour Two is not a bad film. A Beautiful Mind, great mm -hmm. film. American Pie Two, not a bad film. Bridget Jones Diary, not a bad film. Spy Kids was super popular. I mean, it was kind Swordfish. of a cool fish. Yeah, Swordfish. Uh, Dr. Doolittle, Princess Diaries, Black Hawk Down, 
Gosford. A lot Park. of good, a lot of good films that year. A lot of good films that that year, and it just amazes me how much, uh, how much. Uh, blah, 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 what what am I trying to say here? How many good films came out in two thousand one? Um, everyone was scared in two thousand for the Y two K. And I think yeah, I forgot that, about that. <laughs> I think that that had a lot to do with with production companies lagging on doing. I mean, are are we going to load this film into a computer and is it going to disappear? And is it going to disappear when when New Year's shows up? Um, st- stupid stuff like that. Anyways, do you have your Rotten Tomato? But of course I do. It's what I do. Do you want to take a you want to take a guess at the tomato and audience scores? Here's what I will say. They are both going to be above 90. You are correct. Uh I I would say average 95. The tomato score was 91, the audience was 95. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a different number for each film. Oh yeah. Um, I myself have uh, I've always been that middle film guy because that's always the dark film, like yeah. Star Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> Empire the... Strikes Back is is one of the best films I think yeah. ever ever made. I love that film. Um, the two except towers... for Yoda, I get really sick of Yoda training luke on the planet i always fast forward to uh, that crap okay the whole thing on on what was that dagobah yeah um yeah just it just got annoying. i, I can i watched it once i thought it was cool re-watching the movie i'm like uh, i'm done i'm done i'm done get to the good stuff oh we're in the asteroid field sweet yeah <laughs> ah! <laughs> um okay uh let me apparently uh, Ro- Ro- roger ebert Ah, uh, yes, I'm waiting on Mr. Ebert's uh uh I'm he usually does one through five, correct? I, I think it was one through three back then. Okay. Then I would say that he would give it a three. He gave it a three. Because I yeah, yeah. Yeah. At the time this movie was was intense. Um but so much new technology was put into it i don't know how you couldn't love it uh and and using old tricks mm -hmm. and and sharpening them up like the whole perspective thing they you could never do a perspective shot and pan the camera left to right and yet they figured out a way to do it and it was seamless and it was beautiful yeah uh we have had this discussion before. Um, Weta Works redid mm. new, new Line Cinema's uh, intro. Yeah, that's right. With, I forgot about that. Without telling them, <laughs> and 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 basically, Peter Jackson just just looked at him and went, "Congratulations! <laughs> Here you go." Um, uh, so the the film was written well. Actually, the book was written by J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, huge fan. Birkin. <laughs> yes, to the point of geekdom. 
yeah, Burke and I are both huge fans of, of his work. Uh, so much so, I actually did read The Silmarillion. Anyone, Which I still can't pronounce. Anyone who has simulation, a, the simulary, whatever, the other book. It was funny because the way that he wrote, you know, the Hobbit, the Hobbit was the beginning. The Lord of the Rings was the middle and the Silmarillion was the end. But the Silmarillion is the backstory, isn't it? Like yes. Yeah. Yes. But it, it, I'm, I'm talking about, okay, like, like the Hobbit, all of the books correlated with each other yeah yeah they all have something to do with each other the hobbit was the first one to come out so oh god what are you drinking now look look at that i have such a big freaking dent in my forehead the hell is going on do i have a zit there i don't know it keeps blending in with bob's face (laughs) this is just non-alcoholic Oh, oh, Burke's already starting the mixture of non-alcoholic items. Obama didn't raise no fools. Um, while I'm stuck on the White Claw and Flexoril. <laughs> <clears throat> so, J.R.R. Tolkien wrote these back in... Uh, what, what? When were these written? 1960... I got to look it up now because Burke's taking his sweet time playing with a bottle. No, no, no. I was playing with my mic because the damn thing came off again. Uh, 1954. Holy crap. All right. So here's the intro. Here's before we get into what the movie is about and all that stuff. Let's talk about how the movie came about. Do you, do uh, you I think know Peter, ja- Peter Jackson just always wanted to do this movie. Correct. And, and, this, and this has been done before. Now. This was a cartoon. The J.R.R. Tolkien Society or whatever it's called uh, is actually run by his daughter. Or was run by his daughter back in 2001. I'm not sure who runs it now. Um, and they are the people that you have to get the permission from to do anything, to do illustrations, to do, like, if I wanted to open a Bilbo's bar, I would have to go to them and, and get permission to use the artwork from, from the books. Anyways. Peter Jackson on his own went and talked to the lady for an entire day. Wow. Wow. To gain her. And she didn't even tell him when he left, whether he had it or not. (laughs) He found out later on, you are, are the only one that is allowed to do the show. As a movie, you mean? Yes. And, and they, I mean, I guess in their talks, uh, 
it was made clear that they had that Peter Jackson had to be true to the books. Yeah. Um, all the way down to, to the, 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 uh, 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 what, what was that thing called? Bacalar? Uh, come on. The thing that came up out of hell and oh, the and Bal- Balrog Balrog. Uh, the the animations of that of that character were totally based on the animations that were in, that were made for the the book um illustrations il, yes okay animations illustrations I'll, 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 I'll keep you on the straight and narrow it's okay man yeah. we, we got right. this i only got 23 freaking more minutes to go <laughs> um I'll be your interpreter. It's good. So, so new line as well as, as him came together, went to them. He talked to her. He got the permission. So new line was actually kind of taken out of this. And unfortunately for people, I hate to, to bring this up since nobody likes this gentleman but harvey weinstein was one of the the executive producers of this film for new line cinema uh harvey and bob were both were both uh executive producers for the film um so you brought up something which was extremely interesting. And I think we need to hit on that again, which is all three films were filmed back to back. Yep. Contracts were signed up front with the first movie, which is why you see the same people all the way through all three movies. Yep. Yeah. There was no, and that was, I mean, God forbid somebody passed away because normally in a trilogy, if it's like two or three years between the films coming out, it's two or three years between filming the films and a lot can happen. People can change appearances. People can pass away. People can get injured, whatever. And they're like, screw this. Let's just do it all at once. We'll knock it out in a year, year and a half. And then then we can edit, you know, we can, we'll edit the first film and then it'll give us plenty of time to edit and, and, you know, special effects for all the rest of them. So well, it, I mean, was, look, it was a brilliant idea and it works so well. Christopher Lee. Yeah. I died. What? Uh, two years after, after the film, he died in like 1996. I think it was. You know what? Why do I not have IMDb up for these guys? What uh, the hell? Chris- okay, so Christopher Lee passed away in June of 2015. And uh, the last movie came out in what? Oh, one, oh, three, oh, five, or oh, six. I can't remember. Somewhere around there. So he died 10 years later. But I mean, look at, look at Harry Potter. Yeah. You had people that, uh, like, uh, Mrs. Hooch demanded more money. They axed her ass. 
Um, well, I, I mean, death. Dumbledore died. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was the first Dumbledore was freaking incredible. The Michael yeah. Gambon, not 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 as much of a fan of. Um, I, I, he's interesting, at least. And he did. Uh, he was thrown into an impossible task. He's like, fuck it. I'm not going to pair it. I'm not going to do an imitation of the last guy. I'm going to do my own thing. People are going to hate me and I don't care. Whatever. Ian McKellen would have been a hell of a lot better. Well, he was um, busy doing this <laughs> for X Men. I'm not sure which, which is also brilliant as as Magneto. So, the Lord of the Rings premise premise of the show. What's the premise, my friend? Long lost ring of power trying to get back to its master who has no body, so it can take over the world and cover it in darkness forever. It's a different world. Um that they live in which is is kind of key it's not america it's not it's not on earth it's middle it's, earth it is middle earth uh you have the shire you have the you have mordor those are the two main areas that that you deal with but you also have uh rohan and uh Elderon, uh, what? Uh, where? Where's the El White City? Dude, I just said Elderon. Yeah. Um. The Elven City was uh. Lorithian? No. Um. Uh, and yeah, yeah, you said you were prepped. I said that I did not have a lot of stuff. Okay, we got Rohan. I need a blow that up oh no 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 it went away minas tirith rohan gondor is where the white city is rohan is where the horse riders are uh moria the mines of moria uh i cannot remember fangorn forest that's not it yeah lorian is where the uh the first Elven city is Lothlorien or something like that. Yeah. Anyways, so Frodo comes about the ring because his uncle, Bilbo, who found it in the caves, had possession of it. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> <clears throat> um, here it is. I suppose you think that is terribly clever. Um, uh, excuse me, I have to kill my cat. Excuse me for just a second. A wizard is never late, Frodo Baggins. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. If you're referring to the incident with the dragon, I was barely involved. So, coming off of The Hobbit, Bilbo goes on an adventure in The Hobbit. And in this adventure, he finds the One Ring by accident. You're talking about the incident with the dragon that was barely involved. If you're referring to the incident with the dragon, I was barely involved. <laughs> 
So we have we have this ring now. Bilbo goes through all of his things. He he slays the trolls um by sunlight. Uh and and Bilbo goes back to the Shire. <clears throat> this is a little bit later because it's his 111th birthday. 111th birthday. And Bilbo hasn't aged a bit because the ring is keeping him a young man. Bilbo goes to his birthday party. Boom. Puts the ring on after he says, uh, it's time for me to go. And he disappears. Goes back to his house, packs his bag. He's going to head over to the Elven land. He wants one more adventure. Do you just have all the sound bites of the whole movie? Is that how we're doing this? That is, I heard a good deal about a ring and Dark Lord and something about the end of the world, but. Don't All turn right. me into anything unnatural. I, I, oh, no, I have better plans for you. I am going to go through an entire synopsis of this film because <laughs> in, in other re- reviews that we've done, we didn't, we, we didn't go in depth into this. And I think it's important for people that haven't read the Tolkien books so that they can follow the the timeline of what's going on so he has this birthday party he goes back to his house gandalf immediately well i i you can't say that he immediately recognized the ring he knew there was he, something he started he started having his suspicions when he realized that he hadn't aged a day yeah and then and and so he tells bilbo that if he's leaving bag end to frodo he should leave the ring also and that's a great scene where like he can't you know he doesn't want to give it away and he, he calls it his precious and and Gandalf's like you're not the first person to call that ring precious you know it's just it's great stuff that, that um uh what, what was mine there there were 40 the ring is trying to get back to its master what did you hear Please. All right. So um, there were there were 40 different rings of different sizes and some that had the writing, some that didn't that were made for filming filming the trilogy. Some of them were like bigger than dinner plates for like the close up shots and everything. It was just amazing. Well, the, the one ring that I want to talk about right now is the one that they used in Bilbo's house. And this was actually a very, very, very cool effect that they did. When and, he drops it out of his hand, he can't yeah. even he can't even let go of it. He has to tilt his hand and let it fall and let it fall. But what they ended up doing was under in the floor they attached was it an a electromagnet. Oh, okay. So that, I knew it. So that when the ring fell, it went thunk. It went thunk. Didn't bounce. It did just went. Not, and the sound effects were just spot on for that scene too. He said that that or in in the thing that that I got all of my notes from 
they said that they had to do it a couple of times because the ring would land on end and just sit there. And I was like, well, that would have been cool. That'd have been cool too. But yeah, that's the impact of it just going funk. I mean, the thing looked like it weighed 300 pounds when it hit the floor is great. Oh, and can we just talk about just for two seconds, the very beginning of this film starts off with a voiceover from Kate Blanchett. The pro- yeah. The, the prophecy, uh, which, which I do not have. I mean, I have the music for it, but I don't. You get that Elvis wisp, Elvish whispering and Kate Blanchett's well, buttery voice. Oh, it's such a here, great way to start a movie. Here's the thing, though. There were two voices used in that, in that, because Alan Howard, uh, did the voice of the ring. Ooh, okay. Um, so you had Alan Howard and Kate Blanchett both doing that whole intro. And, and it was incredible yeah. because anyone that hadn't read the books knew exactly what, what happened from the Hobbit in that two minute piece. Yeah. Just kind of get everybody up to speed, get everybody on the same page. Now you're going to understand what's going on. That, you all right. Oh, that flexor is starting to kick in. <laughs> Oh, and, and, and even before we get to the, the whole party and everything, we get the whole big elvish and um, human armies going up against Sauron. Which, which was awesome. Oh, it, like how, how many movies start off with like an epic battle scene Not- at the at the feet of Mount Doom and like like the the human and the elves are whipping and all of a sudden Sauron comes out and starts whipping ass. Now here's, I thought one of the best graphics that was done or uh, uh, animations that was done was when Sauron's hand is cut off. Yeah. And the implosion of the implosion and then explosion is, and once again, sound effects on point. Oh my God. Like, if you were in a theater, it was like surround sound. You get the rumble and you just like felt the shockwave. It was, it was, it was so good. And it, oh, I mean, just the way that all of them fell in, in succession. It was incredible. Yeah. It was, it was, if that technology would have been around during, during Star Wars. Oh yeah. We would have had a, Total, there'd be somebody else on the top of that list. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, oh, uh, before we get into this a little bit more, if you will notice, um, the characters will often have a line that is actually the chapter of the book that they were first referenced in. Um, when Gandalf and Frodo are on the cart, uh, he says, Oh, it's a long expected party. That's the name of the chapter. Where they were introduced originally. You know, Pippin talks about his shortcut to mushrooms. That's the name of the chapter in the book. So just nice little references to the books that he purposely put in there for the book fans to go. Uh, he said the, he said it. He said the thing. I'm a nerd. <laughs> I know it. Uh, all right. All so, right. So we're 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 at Bag End. Oh with, oh oh! And with, Gandalf hitting his head on the arch. Totally yeah. unscripted, but totally worked. And and like the professional he is, just kept rolling with it. So 
we're at Bag End. And uh, uh, Frodo comes back from the party looking for his uncle. His uncle's already gone. Gandalf's sitting there smoking his pipe. And you can see it in Gandalf's eyes. Because he almost touched the ring and he like got that flash of the eye of Sauron and he's like sitting in a stupor like and he's saying the word precious like like it's got somewhat of a hold over him. He never touched it. It's way over on the other side of the room. It's messed up. And then Frodo just walks in and goes, oh, it's my uncle's ring, picks it up. And, and like that relieves Gandalf of all the pressure at that point. Yeah, that was I mean, the minute that Frodo picked it up, you saw Gandalf turned. He, he just, he turned a corner. Now, Gandalf was smart enough to get Frodo to put it into an envelope and all that. Yep. Keep it, keep it secret. Secret. Keep, keep it, it safe. safe. So Gandalf goes off into the world to do some research and reads up on the whole ring and runs back to Bag End in the Shire. And, and there's a lot of haters out there going, well, why didn't he figure out it was the one ring? It's been 2,500 years since that ring got cut off of Sauron's hand. It's been a minute. It's been a hot second. Has, has Not a lot of people remember that story. <laughs> well, it, this this comes one of, one of my little favorite moments. Um when he's explaining, well, he throws the ring in the fire. Envelope and all, throws it in there. Yep. Grabs a hold of it, puts it in Frodo's hands, tells Frodo it, it's, it'll be cool to the touch. And uh, he, he, he was sitting there hoping. He was sitting there hoping yeah. that nothing would happen. And you could see it in his face when Frodo <sighs> goes, oh, wait, there's writing. It looks yeah. elvish. He's like, went, oh fuck. <laughs> you can just see the god damn it look in his eyes. So so he goes and explains the whole thing. Meanwhile, Samwise Gamgee is outside of the window. <laughs> what did you hear? Sweet! <laughs> important. That is, I heard a good deal about a ring and a dark lord and something about the end of the world, but <laughs> just a little late to be trimming the verge. <laughs> I, I so want that played at my funeral. Uh, all right. Um, Talks him into taking the ring because he tells him that, you know, because Frodo's like, well, nobody knows it's here. We'll just hide it. It's like, nobody knows it's here, right? 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 Yeah, Gollum does. And they captured him and they got two words out of him. Baggins, Baggins? and Shire. Shire. <laughs> it's like, and even Frodo, like, doesn't take a hot second to go crap they're gonna come here we gotta go and he just packs up his shit Samwise Gamgee <laughs> anyways they are sent to Brie to Brie like the cheese and oh sorry I just cut the cheese um <laughs> so they were going to the prancing pony yes uh, and they meet up with a couple friends on the way. They run into some bad guys on the way. The ring goes. Okay. So and, and, and how do they get across the river? Buckleberry Ferry. Buckleberry Ferry. 
and and who's right on their heels? The Nazgul. The net. Okay, okay. So, what is the Nazgul? Ring wraiths. They were once men, kings, until the rings corrupted them. Somebody's cooking pork. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a long night. Get away from my computer. All right. So so we're going to skip forward to the Prancing Pony. But before we do that, we're going to have to take a little break. Okay. After we go through the whole <laughs> movie feel of the movie, we're going to start discussing certain things like characters, like director, and of all things, the musical director. Because I'm just going to I'm just going to bring up my favorite parts of the movie as we go through it. That's my that's my contribution favorite lines memes burke contributes a lot to the show no nah, not this time <laughs> this is your i like threw it out there and you ran with it <laughs> all right talk to y'all in a bit hey credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
Ah, yes. A little bit Skid Row. Ah, Sebastian Bach. Ah, one of the funnest bands I ever got to work with. Yeah, that's cool. Loved them. Great group of guys. All right. You know what? I realized something. What? We did not discuss the other thing that I had to deal with. Which was what? I had to buy a car. I thought we talked about that last week. We kind of did, but but we didn't really talk about it. I didn't pick it up until this week. Oh. No, I did pick it up last week. Yeah, I thought we talked about it. Maybe I'll tell you what, did. when you're editing, if we didn't talk about it enough, we'll talk about it before the next movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, Burke's still mad that I bought a Beamer. Sorry. I, it's not my money to, whatever, man. I mean, it, it's a pretty car. I ain't gonna lie. And would I drive it? Absolutely. <laughs> 145? No problem. <laughs> I, it was two o'clock in the morning, down 183. I was like, okay, I just have to see what it'll do. <laughs> so I mashed the gas, and when it hit 145 and I got scared, I was like, okay, this 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 car may, might be a little bit much for, for the scooter. Um, Make your pooter pucker a little? Made, well, I, I think a little poo came out. Uh, yeah. Um, bought it used. I, I have found the quirks that they, of course, didn't tell me about. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the washer fluid pump keeps blowing the fuse. Oh, my. Yeah. So I know that that's got to be replaced, but I know how to replace those. Now, if there's a fault in the line, you know how to trace it at least because yeah. you've done electronics. So, well, yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I think it's the motor that's shorting it out. Uh, these cars are notorious for the motors burning out. Mm. Um, so, but the thing is, is that the the passenger side driver's wheel. Pass, pass, what the fuck did the passenger side front wheel? Oh, okay. <laughs> you turn your wheels all the way, your wheel all the way to the right. You can actually, or take the tire off. There's a panel right there that comes out. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's where your washer fluid is. Oh, that's not bad. So literally it's, it's about a 10 minute job to pull that pan, pull the tire off, pull that panel off and you can disconnect it from the tube up top and it pulls straight out. So I was like, oh, that'll be fun. It's It won't be bad, all except for the fact that I filled it all the way up. <laughs> you need to change your background. I'm tired of looking at old Bob. I, I, I like the way that I, I sit like right between him or right in front. Like of you're the, his the nose. Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay i have i have one i have one i'll use here we go i mean look at mine oh god 
a crappy flip phone photo of my fat ass. That's brilliant. Blown up, pixelated, blown out. Get go. Get that. We're just cab. we're just squirting the cat right in the face. It's like, nope. Back off. Uh let's see here. Yeah, this one will work better. At least they look like <laughs> Jeff uh Foxworthy. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still can't believe how fucking young you look there. I know, right, man? Oh my god. All right. So let's see here. So the hobbits left the Shire. Which means got I to can Brie. stop that. Um, they get to Bree. They get to the Branson Pony, where we have a Do brief they? cameo from the director. Frodo, the ring is trying to get back to its master. It wants to be found. <sighs> uh, let's see here. They are coming. Well, not that one. It was there you go. They Strider. get to the prancing pony and they meet or they're they're sitting there drinking. And Mary, of course, pops Opens the his bubble. big mouth. Oh, this that's, that's Frodo Baggins right over there. Baggins? There's a Baggins right over there. So Frodo has to uh shut him the, up. Yeah, put the ring on. Get the oh, no, it's an accident. He falls backwards and it literally spins falls in the air. Into, yeah. Yeah. And uh so Strider kind of steps in, grabs him, takes him up to his room, tells him to shut the fuck up. Then of course he says So, Strider, Viggo Mortensen, wasn't even cast when they were filming the Prancing Pony in scene. Daniel Day-Lewis had thought about it, and so was Russell Crowe and Nicolas Cage and Stuart Townsend. Stuart Townsend was actually hired and was training for the part, but he was fired they didn't want to learn swordsmanship or horse riding. He didn't mesh with the cast. Vigo was called in literally at the last second. Unfortunately, he already knew horses and he already knew swords and he was available. So it was like just the stars aligned and we get the perfect strider because of it. Now, we can't, we can't in this film. Well, we can. Yeah, we can. Because they do explain who Strider is. He is the uh the No. Well yeah, they, they do when when uh when Boromir is Oh yeah, that's right, yeah. Narsal. Yeah, he was he was like, You're not my king. Uh because Arwen the Elf was the one was it was that her name? Arwen. Arwen. 
Yeah. She basically explains to Boromir that he is the heir to the throne. No, 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 no. That Arwen is the gal. Uh, you're talking about uh, Legolas. Legolas, that was it. Who was, uh, uh, what, what What the hell's his name? Um, okay, Flexural. <laughs> it's the dude from uh, Orlando Bloom. From Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Uh, why is, I have like one really, really thick gray hair that just is driving me nuts. Focus. I, oh, sorry. So. <laughs> Wow, man, my hair is so white. Shut up and focus. We're talking here. <laughs> your love of the halfling's leaf has clearly slowed your mind. <laughs> so while they are at the Prancing Pony waiting for Gandalf, Gandalf is with Saruman. Getting his ass kicked. Getting his ass kicked. Saruman was played by Christopher Lee. Who... Sir. actually met J.R.R. Tolkien. goes beyond that, my friend. It goes yeah. beyond that. Sir Christopher Lee Saruman read The Lord of the Rings once a year until his death in 2015, ever since it was published. So every year from 19... What did you say that was? 54? 1954. Every year, Christopher Lee read the books. So, 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 we get there. And? And? Uh, all right, so, uh, duh, duh. <laughs> Strider. <laughs> so so you've got you've got action at the prancing pony, you've got answer uh, uh, buh, 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 action at the two towers. Yes. Uh so so there's there's a lot going on. Um one of my favorite scenes in the show comes here. And that's when the the Narsal kings or uh, uh, Nazgul kings are oh, yeah, coming to the bar, are coming into the bar. What oh, god, it's it's framed so beautifully. The, the barkeep is there to the right, the bar these swords and, and ring wraiths coming in. There's like almost a robotic, repetitive, it's beautiful. There's people hiding behind the bar. And I mean it, the the cinematography of just the swords pointed straight down and them walking was like oh my gosh this is really wicked and I I thought they did a fabulous job of uh with with mixing the music in as well because it it comes to a point I mean they lift their swords the music stops and they stab. And that's when you realize that Strider took him someplace else. Well, no, it's even better than that because they stab once and Samwise like opens his eyes in shock and you think, oh my God, he's just going to stab in the stomach. And then you realize, no, they're on the other side watching through the windows 
as they're stabbing these pillows because they had moved them. That yeah, was great. Expectation oh. subversion. Great scene. <laughs> Fabulous. I mean, I, I loved that. It was it was awesome. Um, oh, oh. Hey, can we talk about how brutal it was when the ring race broke down the gate at Bree and just like completely crushed that poor gatekeeper that was wicked brutal? I just I I was not expecting it. Now they, you know through, throughout this whole movie there wasn't a lot of blood. No, but I mean it was it was there was violence, but not a lot not a lot of blood exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, we we get through the prancing pony. Uh, wait. If you want him, come. I can't. Nah, do that a little one later yet. on, yeah. Can't do that one yet. <laughs> So I, I I know where I'm at now. Uh, I'll have to cut that one out, too. So Strider now becomes basically the leader of the group to get them to Lothorian. Loth- Lothorian? Yeah, I think, yeah. Something like that. Flexero. Um, <laughs> uh-oh. Uh oh, there's old people walking in. What? Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna scream hello. <laughs> I'm not hearing anything just yet. It's the new there's, microphone. Here's Rohan. Be, because the the new microphone does not allow sound from behind it. Oh, nice. To to be transmitted across it's this that's why it's five hundred dollars <laughs> um yeah so so we were so strider has basically taken over as the tour guide rivendell 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 sorry about that that's okay brain fart I have the interactive map up. I was trying to find where the hell are they? There we go. So Lothlorien is the is the is the one where Kate Blanchett is. I believe so, but I can't find it on the map. But yeah, we'll get there eventually. Anyways, let's let's deal with what we've got right now. Uh sorry. Better. <laughs> All right, so Strider once again has become the tour Leader. guide of the group heading to Rivendale. He, on their way there, I don't want to say he neglects his duty, but he lets his guard down. Yeah, and Mary and Pippin start cooking. Mary and Pippin turn out to be the banes of the existence. <laughs> they just fuck everything up. It doesn't matter what it is. It, you know, they light off fireworks that almost blow them up. They farmer maggots chasing them. They, oh yeah, they're just, maggots. they're the worst. <laughs> I know that's his name. I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. I, it just made me laugh when I read his name. I was like, and that, that's hey, before awesome. we go there, we have to talk about, Breakfast, second breakfast, 11 Z's, 11 Z's, luncheon, 
afternoon tea, <laughs> dinner, supper. <laughs> okay, please go ahead. Don't forget dessert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Take off into the wilderness. Oh, yes. Okay. This was actually a really cool part because Peter Jackson added the trolls from uh, from The The Hobbit. Hobbit. Which, honestly, the first time I watched that movie, I didn't even see them. They just kind of blended into the background. But but Bilbo was talking about those three trolls at his birthday party, and then they pop up. So, so what ends up happening is they are, they are on the side of a mountain. Frodo takes a nap, and when he wakes up, they're making bacon. (laughs) They get a little fire going, and it's like, put it out, you fools! They're making bacon, and uh, (laughs) so they get into defensive positions. The Nazgul show up are all coming up and what frodo doesn't understand is that that ring is like a, a magnet to those yeah, guys is, if you put it on right or if they see it because when yeah. they when they saw him take it out they all turned and looked mm-hmm. and it was like oh shit <sighs> but then he put it on and what was wicked was that he could see their faces. They're like true forms. Yeah. Like the 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 wizened mummy kings that they've become in real life. Yeah, it was wicked cool. And did you notice how bright and orange? Like when he puts a ring on, everything goes like very black and white. Except for the ring. The ring is bright and orange. The same color as Sauron's yeah. eye. It's just really it, cool. It was nice really, effects. It was really weird because when you were looking at the kings, they were outlined in blue, but they were white. Yeah. Uh, there was just, a, it was almost like they, they negative the film and then added. Because the, the Nazgul are all black clad and everything. All of a sudden they're all these white guys and, and crowns and the whole nine years. Yeah, it was, it was, Really good, good special effects. Really good special effects. Anyways, one of the Nazgul uh, actually actually attacks Frodo with a Mordor blade. Morgul. Morgul blade, sorry. It's all right. I told you I'm going to interpret for you. It's it's all good. And, and a Morgul blade is kind of a not made of this earth kind of weird interdimensional not thing. made of this earth but it's it's made for it's made in mount doom so there's some sort of magic to it yeah that that works along with like with turning him into a ring wraith kind yeah. of thing yeah so he gets poisons you with evil i guess is a good way to put it he gets stabbed they do first aid as much as they possibly can but strider knows that the kid's gonna going into the into the shadow world and elvish medicine to cure him but they're six days away which this is when we meet arwen 
one of my <laughs> favorite characters, Arwen the Elf. Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. Smoking hot in this yeah. movie. And I mean, she is she is the savior of Frodo. Mm-hmm. Um Boromir didn't or uh not Boromir. Aragorn. Aragorn didn't want Strider. Sorry, Strider. Strider at this at this point in time. He doesn't become Aragorn until he gets to uh Rivendell. Uh but he he doesn't want her to take the responsibility of getting Frodo there. He wants to take it himself. Uh the, the thing she's is, the faster writer and she can invoke the the magic of her land when she crosses the river to make yeah, her safe. The the thing is is that in in the Tolkien world, an elf an elf is all powerful. I mean, an elf can do magic. An elf can shoot an arrow freaking 300 yards and be accurate. But um, they can still die, and the Nazgul are kind of like elves in their power level. So, yes. Um, if you were playing D&D, the Nazgul would have the same hit points. God, I'm such a geek. And same Thaco. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> So she takes off. She gets across the river. Well, she gets into the river. And the Nazgul stop at the river. And she has to tempt them. If you want him, come and claim him. They decide. Taunted him a second time. <laughs> My little friend. Uh, so they they attempt to cross the river. She calls upon the river to invokes the spirits of her horse ancestor, river spirits, blah blah blah, and just messes them all up. Next thing you know, Frodo looks like he's dying. Very next scene, they're in Rivendell. Gandalf is sitting at the side of the bed. Gandalf pops up out of nowhere. You're like, wait, what happened to Gandalf? See, okay, this is something that if you read the books, Gandalf, I don't think that they did a good job of showing how powerful Gandalf was. Uh as the Gandalf the Grey, he had powers. He was, I mean, he held off, well, we'll figure that out later on in this film. But as Gandalf the White, he was kicking ass and taking names. Well, he, we, you know, he leveled up. We, we, yeah, we, we can't really talk about that yet because that's, yeah, that's, I know, that's down the line. I get it. That's you know. a different film. <laughs> mm. Um, oh, here's another piece of trivia. Are you ready? I'm ready. Before we move on, director, Sir Peter Jackson. So both Christopher Lee and Peter Jackson have been knighted. Cool. Gave rings to two people. Director, 
Peter Jackson gave one of the rings used in the movie to Elijah Wood and one of the rings to Andy Serkis. Wow. As a gift when the shoot was finished. Do you know the oddity to this bit of trivia? Was there a third ring? No. They both thought they had the only one. <laughs> they, they both thought that they had the, the one, one ring. ring. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in uh we're in Rivendell. And they have to make a decision on how to get the ring back to Mordor to Mount Doom because that's the only place it can be destroyed. And they they call all the other folk of the world, the dwarves, the other elves, the humans from Yeah. Oh, not Rohan, the other place. Oh, now I'm starting to lose Come a on. brain cell here or there. Come on, the, the Gondor. Gondor. They were all representatives from Gundor. And Sean Bean, who played <laughs> uh who played Boromir, poor guy, carried the horn of Gundor as the main representative of Gondor. Of Gundor. Ring must be destroyed. I love how Gimli, Gimli cracks the axe trying to kill it. Oh, let's just kill it right now. Boom. Well, I guess not. And then I, I love the bit of acting. Which when, one? Frodo? No, no, no. I love, once again, Ian McKellen. When Frodo finally says, I'll take the ring. When he closes his eye, I mean, you can see that there's disappointment. But he De also Disappointment, knows. defeat. But he also knows acceptance. That yeah, it's just he goes through this range of emotions with just a couple looks. You're like, it's like, God damn it, it shouldn't be him, but it's gotta be him. And God, it sucks, but I'm so glad he did it. Cause if he didn't, we'd all be screwed. It's like he just all this range of emotion just rolls through him in just a couple seconds. It's it's great acting. Mm, talking about Boromir. The cast often had to fly remote shoot locations by helicopter. Sean Bean hates flying. Oh, no. When they were shooting the scenes of Fellowship crossing the snowy mountains, he spent two hours every morning climbing the mountain from the base. So he didn't have to take a fucking helicopter ride? So he didn't have to take a helicopter ride. The crew would fly up four hours later. That's some hatred of helicopters. That's what makes Sean... Uh, that's what makes Sean Bean Sean Bean. I mean, one of my favorite English actors. Uh, I, I love, uh, yeah, I love him. Vigo Mortensen was, was, we'll, we'll go into that section after we get through with the synopsis, but I want to do 
the whole synopsis of the Fellowship of the Ring so that people actually understand where life is going. Well, then you got to pick up the pace because I think we might be ready for another break. Uh, you've got 15 minutes, 59 seconds. Okay. All right. Well, pick up the pace, dude. Let's go. All right. So pick up the pace. Pick up the pace. Pick up the pace. Dude, you, you sound like a freaking golf marshal. Hey, <laughs> pick up the fucking pace, dude. You're slow. Isn't right. that your job? All right. So he says that he's going to take the ring. And everyone says that they're going to help him. And it becomes the Fellowship of the Rings. Oh, my gosh. We just came up with the title of the movie. I can't believe that. I'm so good at this. I, and I mean, it's probably my most hated part of the whole movie. It's just so campy. You shall be the Fellowship of the Rings. Like It was because of, of uh, Arwen's father. He is just, he is not an elf. Agent Smith. Yes, he is not an elf. So, anyways, they come up with this plan of people to to move on and and go. And they start their trek. And Gandalf is leading the group. And he decides that he wants to go over the mine or over the mountain instead right. of under the mountain. And if we go through the mines of Moria, we'll be four days easier. Because of that. Well, I mean, Saruman sends out his birds. Saruman. The, the, the Graben? Great. Is that what they're called? They're not ravens or grabbins or something like that. No, 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 no. Hang on. It'll come to me because we actually have them here. Oh, what the hell are those things called? All right, I'm not going to deal with that right now. Let's let's get through this because Burke, Burke's, Burke's not going to last all night. Even though it's only... <laughs> You're worried about me? Okay. <laughs> even though it's only 8 o'clock. <laughs> so, I say so too much. Uh, they decide to go over the mine. Or, motherfuck, I'm really starting to lose it. They decide to go over the mountain. Yes. Saruman sees it and starts an incantation mm. to cause the mountain to start collapsing. The birds are called Crabane. C-R-E-B-A-I-N. Yep. My bad. Okay. Anyway. Yep. All sorts of nasty weather. Screw you. Not getting over that. You shall not pass the pass. No. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. So. Gandalf leaves it up to Frodo. Which way do you want to go? Do we continue over the mountain? Or do we go through the mines of Moria? And have you ever noticed in that scene, like everyone's like waist deep in snow, except for Legolas, the elf, who's so light footed, he steps on top of the snow and everything. He's like four foot above their heads because he's like, I'm so light footed. I can just walk on top of the snow. Dude, I never noticed that. I mean, oh, I dude, to... it's so messed up. You're like, well, that's a, yeah, <laughs> these guys are trudging through shit up to their necks, and, and, and Legolas is like, la, 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 la. I may have to try that now. Yep. <clears throat> Nothing is tipped yet. 
No, dude. No. No. Ow. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> That was uh that was the sailor Jerry. Well, how's Jerry doing? Uh Jerry is doing fabulous. <laughs> so Frodo makes that decision to go through the mines of Moria. And everyone there knows that it's a bad idea, but they do it anyways. No, no. I mean the, the Gimli thinks it's a great idea. He thinks everyone's alive and well, they're gonna he, have he thinks he's gonna go beard and is salted pork. He's going to go see his his, his relatives. Yeah, That's what yeah. he he kept saying. I'll get to see my relatives. See okay. my cousin Baldwin. He'll be glad to see us. Uh during filming, most of the members of the fellowship took up surfing in New Zealand in their spare time. Amongst them was Vigo Mortison, who wiped out terribly one day bruised one whole side of his face <laughs> the next day makeup artists tried to mask the bruising and swelling but were unsuccessful instead <laughs> sir peter jackson opted to film mortensen from one side for the entire scenes in the uh, mines of moria that's brilliant thank you thank you thank you very much so they turn around, they go to the mines, and Gandalf. Yeah, I, I really, I really do believe that Gandalf was kind of like one of those ninety-five-year-old uh, men who's senile, because like he got to the doors of Moria, couldn't figure out how to open them. Well, he probably went in with a bunch of other people that had opened the door. He probably Belloc. didn't know how to open the door. Belloc. How do you say friends in Elven? Belloc. Oh, hey. The doors it's a open. riddle. The doors open, and guess what? Guess what? There's a bunch of dead freaking dwarves. <laughs> what? Well, what? Mine. It's a, it's a tomb. tomb. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, the Elvish language lines spoke in this movie are not just quotes from the book. They were derived from J.R.R. Tolkien's own limited dictionary of the language. Dialect coach Andrew Jack used recordings of J.R.R. Tolkien reading his books. Oh, shit. To guide the actors and actresses on pronunciation. Well, didn't Liv Tyler actually, like, learn the whole effing language and she could yes. speak it with she could Peter Jackson? Elvin. Yes. She and Peter Jackson spoke Alvin together. That's just crazy. Uh, Vigo Mortison. Uh, yeah, he had to learn it, too, didn't he? Purchased. Arwen's horse after the production and gave it to Liv Tyler. He also purchased his own horse, the one that picked it. Well, we can't get there. That's the other movie. Yes. We we need to we need to move on here. We're in the mines. 
And once again, Gandalf forgets how to walk through the mines. So they sit for hours smoking weed. Uh, Talking about uh, Smeagol, who's coming up behind him. And yeah, she's been following us for three days now. Yes. This is the first time that we see Smeagol, Gollum, whatever you want to call him. Up close. Up close. And he and he the, looks great. He is the first character uh besides Sauron that 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 is kind of like kind of like evil kind of like following them kind of stalker yes that's the word i was looking for sauron or yeah sauron sar the eye of sauron was able to go through not just the the orbs but, but through but through earth yes. and flesh it's weird, it weird. <laughs> absolutely weird anyways we're in the mines and my favorite person Peregrine took full of a took decides to play with it. the arrow in the head arrow. of the dead dwarf which then falls down through a hole which is uh, looks like a well which um, then takes the chain attached to his body and everything and just makes all sorts of all clamor right. and everything yeah so this was not the musical director's thing but the the guy who is doing sound effects for the movie and he does a phenomenal job with that body falling through because you hear oh, the God, chains yeah. and it's it becomes kind of a funny thing because it's you like, hear it, it just keeps going it, it and going stop. and going. It's like 300, 400, 500 feet down. It's still making this clamorous, obnoxious noise. You're like, fuck. And all of a sudden, there's silence and that's and when like Gandalf looks at him and goes bull of a took then next time you send it. yourself down the well then you hear it and, and, and no there's a pause they're all like all right I think we're okay then you hear the drums then they're like they are coming Gandalf, man. He is so observant. <laughs> they are coming. Well, of course they are. He just dumped a body <laughs> down four miles of a of of a ravine. Um yeah. So they end up this is actually one of I think one of the best battles. It's in, a it's a great battle scene. <laughs> um they, they have a cave troll. <laughs> Sean Bean's reaction. They have a cave troll. <laughs> and the, you know, Legolas just whipping arrows through. Uh, what is that like a, you know, three, three inch wide hole, in the door taking out trolls. Yeah. It's, it's great stuff. And then the, the big cave trolls come in. They're all, they're all like holding their own and everything. It's, it's a, it's a great it's, battle scene. I, I think this is the, First time that you see Gimli and Legolas 
start to challenge each other in what in fighting. Now you really yeah. see it. You really see it in the two towers. Yeah, yeah. They, um, they make it a game. 49, 50. <laughs> that 51. only counts as one. <laughs> um all right. We have three minutes left. I think we need to let's let's get through the battle scene. No, no, no. Let's get through the battle scene. We got three minutes. All right. Go. Cave troll. What 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 else? Lots of good stuff. Well then like yeah, then then they make it through. They make it through. Well, yeah, but you know, and then like Frodo gets stuck with this trident. Yes. And they all think, Oh fuck, he's dead, man. And then it's the whole mithril shirt thing that we did not mention in the beginning that uh bilbo had given to him in rivendell. they were rivendell yeah and he, so he gave yeah. he gave he gave him three things no he gave him two things he gave him sting sting which is the sword that glows glows blue it's an old elvish sword when whenever there's goblins or, or orcs trolls no yeah. goblins orcs. and orcs yeah go on and then the mithril vest which he had gotten both of those things he had gotten from the book the hobbit which then we saw years later in film but uh they all survive and then they all realize they gotta take off and that's a probably a great place to stop because it gets a little more intense after this All right, people. We Talk will be soon. right back. I got pee. So do I. Hey, make sure that you check back soon for part two of this podcast. credit card bill.